What's up, world? It's your girl, Lex, and you know what time it is. It's time to put me on game. Now, tonight, every night, I don't know when I'm going to stop saying this, but I have a very special guest, like always, um, but I'm not lying. All of my guests are extremely special. And this young man that I'm interviewing tonight, I've known him since wow. he came out the womb. <laughs> His name is Jacoby Harrell. How you doing today, Jacoby? Doing good, cuz. Doing good. So. Happy to, be here. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I was, when you reached out to me, um, it almost felt like that time when my wife reached out, when you reached out uh, to me about my wife. And he said, uh, I was like, Tamika Green? Yeah. Yeah. Same. <laughs> well, now that the cat is out the bag, Jacoby is my first cousin. So this interview will probably be very, very interesting. So let's go ahead and get to it. Um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. The world is crazy right now. Um, I feel like as millennials, like we've lived through a lot in our lifetime. We've seen a lot in our lifetime and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. How have you been coping? It's been crazy. Uh, it's just the transition, me and uh, Meek at home 24 seven with four kids and two dogs. So it's, it's funny, you know, you pray for stuff and then when you get it, sometimes it's the frustration. So, you know, you always pray being home with the family and everything, but it's just been crazy just trying to every, give everybody their space and, and still do work, school, online school. But uh, it's been a blessing that we're able to, to be here. We're healthy, so I'm not complaining. I know that's right. I won't complain. It's funny you said that because um, a lot of people have been saying that, you know, before the pandemic happened, people always wanted to work from home. Um, I even know children that wanted to go to school online, you know, or do home, uh, not online, but do homeschooling. And now that the time has actually come and it's happening, a lot of people are like, oh, sometimes you better watch what you ask for, you know? Um, but like you said, you don't have any complaints. You have a beautiful family and you have help, which a lot of people out here, they don't have help. So that's right. a blessing in itself, you know, that that you're able to have that tribe around you and that family. So that's dope. So tell the world who Jacoby Harrell is. Jacoby Harrell. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. Um, I'm just a guy, young black man in America. That's a whole nother conversation. Absolutely. Um, but um been married to uh, my best friend, Meek going on. I think this year going to be going to start me lying. I think nine. I think this is year nine we're coming up on. I or think, maybe year 10. I think, no, this is year 10. It is. I think April, yeah, April's going to be year 10. Um, look, fella, it's not it's not important um, the years, you know, as long as you know the date, you know what I mean? Um, the years, you know, they get kind of kind of crazy, but Year 10, um, so married, four kids, four, four beautiful kids. Uh, let's see, 11, L's 11. 
Mav is seven, Jag is five, and Axel is three. So that's a full-time job. I'm also um, <clears throat> I'm also still in the military. Believe it or not, Lex, this year will be my 20th year in the military. Wow, yo, we can know Jesus. <laughs> wow, that's a blessing, though. That's a so, blessing. It is a blessing. Um, and you know, day to day, I'm a uh, a mortgage broker. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but I'm just trying to live life to the fullest, Lex. Just trying. Um, I was talking to my guys. Just trying to stay humble. Trying not to take this thing for granted. That's one thing I've seen a lot with this pandemic. It's kind of showing us that life is fragile. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is not promised. You could be here today, gone tomorrow. So live your life. Live it. Uh, run your race. Know your pace. So yeah. So that's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. Absolutely. So where are you from? Of course, I know where you're from. I know all the goods, all the deets. Tell the world where you're from and a little bit um, about your upbringing. Um, I was born in uh, DeKalb County, but I'm from right here in North Carolina, Garner. So I'm not, I'm not even going to rep Raleigh. You know, I'm from Wait a Garner, second. <laughs> you were born in, in the deck in DeKalb County? You know that. I did not know that. Wait, you were born at DeKalb Medical? Yeah. So that's one thing I didn't know. You know, I stay right down the street from DeKalb. That's your aunt. she tell you all about it. Wow. Came, came out the womb right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we moved uh, We moved from Georgia when I was about four or five. Been in North Carolina ever since. Um, so yeah, born and raised right here. I did have a stint in Winston. Went to the the glorious university, WSSU, them Rams. WSS who? Say that again. The Winston-Salem State University. Yes. Nah. Shout out to all the HBCUs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Big ups to all the HBCUs. Yeah. Yeah. We so- doing our thing right now. H- yeah, HB, the last thing about this, man, we've been doing this, HB- this HBCU thing for a minute. And it's just good to see them finally getting some recognition. It seems like now more than ever, like they they on the map, like it's crazy. Absolutely. I tell people that all the time, especially our family, like everybody in our family just about went to HBC. Even grandma, you know? So yeah, it's it's cool to finally see uh, black people. I don't want to say that, but it is. It's finally cool to see us uh, catching the wave Right. You know, and, and appreciating these institutions that were created for us. So exactly. That's pretty dope. I agree. So raised in Garner. Um, you have siblings? I do. My boy Spence, you know, Spencer. I'm the oldest of three. So we got okay. uh, Spencer. He's married. Little Jack being uh South Carolina. Got my little baby sis Ramona. She just got married this year. Mark. So yeah, I'm I'm the big bro. Um oldest of three. I think I'm um I think I'm 38. I don't I don't keep track of my age anymore. Yeah, I, I don't keep track of my age either, so I can't even tell you how old you are. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what about 24 over there though. You know, um, I I might be 28 wow. this year. I don't know. No. Good. Skin is glowing. 
Good. The nice. melanin. <laughs> we say that black don't crack. Oh, Absolutely. So how was it growing up? Um, the oldest child. I'm the youngest, so I, I'm pretty sure that growing up the oldest child uh was totally opposite from how I grew up. So tell us about that. How was it? It was cool, you know, my parents, uh, middle class, both, I was blessed to have both parents in the household, um, you know, always joke, it's kind of like, you know, our family, kind of like that Cosby family, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. um, life was good, um, didn't really have to want for anything, um, both my mom was an educator, my dad was a firefighter, then he started his own uh, business when he was a firefighter. Um, so it was cool being the oldest, um, you know, you're always the first, um, to do things and maybe you kind of set that bar, set that standard for your younger siblings, um, to kind of walk in their footsteps. And, you know, I think if you talk to Spence and Ramona, um, it might've been kind of hard for them sometimes because, you know, like matriculating through school and, um, always being looked at as Jacoby's younger sibling. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's Jacoby's brother. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, I enjoy I enjoy being the oldest. Um, put brother on game. You know he, you know Spence now. You know he's he's a he's a grown man himself doing his thing. But being old with little sis too, just being that role model for my brothers and sisters. Um, I do enjoy that part of it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I can attest to the being the youngest and being in school with uh siblings that weren't too much older than me and always being called oh that's that's jasmine and Cronice lewis's like to this day to this day i have people at home like if i see them they'll still say oh you jasmine's little sister or Cronice's little sister like dude i'm a whole grown-ass woman out here like my name is alexis <laughs> please <laughs> no but i um i get it but um, you definitely are. Those, man, Jasmine, So some big shoes to uh, feel. <laughs> you don't play. That's that's that's. But I will tell you, if anybody could do elections, you. I mean, you 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 were a trailblazer, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't it wasn't no no issue for you. Bringing up the tail. <laughs> Thank you very shake. much. So. You said that your dad, um, I know that your dad was a firefighter, but you also said that your dad owned his own business. Could you tell me a little bit about that? And did that have any influence on um, what you're doing in your life right now? That's a great question, Alexis. And as I get older, you know, when you get older, you kind of see things that you didn't see maybe when you were younger, maybe what your parents were trying to put you on game to. Um, and you may not appreciate it then either. You appreciate things so much more as you matriculate through life. And I must say, when my dad did it, I didn't, I hate it. You know, it wasn't, you know, I was, I was eighth grade. He started his uh, lawn service. I, I can remember just like yesterday, he had a pickup truck. He bought a push behind lawnmower, a weed eater and a blower. He bought two push, little 21 inch push mowers. We'll go around neighborhoods and try to get clients, right? And wow, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, you know, boom. Then it started, he, he kept at it, he kept at it. And then you know, I'm in high school 
I would come out, Alexis, you know, cell phones were, everybody didn't have a cell phone, I had a little Nextel. It hit me, Jay, I'm coming to pick you up, we're going to cut some lawns. Oh, what? I ain't trying to cut grass. Summertime, hot as I don't know what, me and Spencer, my dad out cutting lawns, sweating, working. Friends like, yo, you want to come to hoop? Man, I got cut today, man. Well, I hit you when I hit you when I get back. And you, you out all day. You come back home. My mom will have food. We eat, and then we just chill. But fast forward, Alexis, to him doing that. To now, he still he's retired, but he still he still does it. And I even um, I even did it in Winston. I had a, like I had about ten or twelve clients in Winston, and now being thirty eight, I still help him. You know what I mean? And it's Harold and Sons Lawn Service. But my dad said said something, man. And it, this is really this is really full circle. He was like, his dream, like hit, like his his in life where, where he could be like, you know, all is good. He said that day when Maverick, Jagger, and Axel hook up and drive the pickup truck out of the driveway and go cut lawns. Mm. He's like, that's it. And he said, that's what, and, and that's, and what more do you want? You know, you start something, it helps your, your it helped me and Spencer make money. It showed us that you can make your own money. Mm -hmm. It was that hustle and the pat and to keep passing it down on your family. That's it right there. So that's, that's, I thank my dad for that. You know, that's cause he still, he loves it though, man. He loves, he loves cutting grass, man. And you can make a lot of good money. That's, that's another thing, money doesn't look a certain way. You know what I mean? It's not, you can be out here hustling ways to get it out here. Yeah, I, I can, um, I'm a witness to that too. I do remember y'all cutting grass all the time <laughs> growing up. <laughs> not funny or anything, but it's just funny thinking about it now. But um, <laughs> my, Uncle Raven, if you listen to this, I'm not laughing. I will say that cutting grass, and this is funny because I talked about this with my best friend, Yulisha. Cutting grass builds character. Does it? Yes. My grandfather um, on my mom's side has a, a lawn cutting business, a lawn care business, and he's 80 something now. My grandfather still cuts grass to this day like i remember to this day <laughs> i remember going to akron and spending summers up there and like enjoying going to cut grass with him though but then i would have to come back home to virginia and my mom would have us cutting grass and me and my best friend Yulisha was talking about like how are we girls cutting grass but i'm like hindsight looking back that built character. Mm -hmm. It really did. Like, um, I don't think that that kids growing up nowadays can say that. I don't think that they, that no, a lot of them will have that experience, but it's definitely cool that your dad still has that business. And um, one day I hope you all are able to pass it on to to your kids. Um, Man, that would be because, you know, that's, there's no other way than you going out and making it happen for yourself. Just my dad, my dad is always say, Son, you got to get out in front of the blessings. You got to get in the way of the blessings. Yep. Boom, you got to get out here and hustle. Get it. Absolutely. So that hustle that you learned from 
cutting grass and other things growing up. Um, how did you take that hustle and make that hustle build into the hustle that you have today? First, I want to I I say this, Alexis. We come from a family of hustlers. Absolutely. Let me tell you, like, for real, <laughs> you think in our family, like, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. I didn't realize how talented he was, man. That, yep. Uncle Larry can do a whole lot of stuff. He, this new he, venture he's on, he, he got something. That Him and Kelly, they, they stay hustling. Yep, I, I remember growing up and he was the shoe man. He had the shoe store. Then I remember um, like being in middle school and high school, he had the Medicaid transportation business. And I, I used to say this all the time. Like when I first went to college my freshman year, like in my mind, I thought that I was extremely well off. I mean, we were well off compared to some people, but I kind of thought that I was rich because my dad always had, a hustle like all oh, he always had a side business on top of you know the post office so the money to me i felt like the money was rolling in like it was nothing that i i don't really think it was any too much that i asked for um growing up that i didn't get but looking back it's like yeah like my dad was a hustler even um uncle al Oh, now you can't, you can't mention the word hustle without talking about Uncle Al now. Absolutely. Like, I, I feel like, um, especially like with Uncle Al, like he, that type of hustle, like you'll never go broke. You know, you'll always figure out how to make money and not saying like in a bad way, but you'll right. always figure out something that you could do to keep food on your table, to put money exactly. in your pocket. And I say this to my friends all the time, like I'll never go broke. Like I'm always gonna figure out a side hustle or something where I can get to the money. And it, I mean, like you said, we come from a family, a a, a, a lineage of hustlers. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna say it like that because people kind of, you know. Yeah, people take that, but no, yeah, that's but, positive. When we say hustlers, that's, that's in the, the most positive thing we can say. That's, I mean, yeah. don't get it. Yeah, even my mom talking about I came, you know, uncles, you know, in the past, you know, just entrepreneur. Aunt Faye. Hustler. <laughs> in, um, in talk, wait, I remember going to it. Like, yeah, I was like, wow, she had the clothes. That was like ahead of his time in talk, bro. Yeah. Yep. And the going to get it right now. Yeah. You know, see, it's in our blood, man. We just. It is. And, that's a, and, then, and I'm married to one of the, the ultimate hustler. Absolutely. That girl. <laughs> that girl goes to get it. Absolutely. Hey, she stayed doing something. <laughs> She's probably know. doing something right now. Yeah, now she's, she's watching us. Like, go, get so. it. go get it. Go get it, girl. <laughs> yeah. So what's your day? What's your hustle now? It's 2021. Tell us what you're All right. 2021. Well. Let me tell you, so this pandemic, right? We, we, I, got, I got to take you back to uh, 2018, a little, little back. So I was, with, I, was with, I was in corporate at a bank, BB&T, as a, as a loan officer, been doing, I went through that leadership development program um, <clears throat> in 2008, 2009, finished that and was, you know, been doing originating loans ever since. So I was with the bank for about 12, 13 years, a nice base salary, 
um, 401k match, um, insurance, you know, health insurance, uh, BBNT, they still, they still did a pension, right? So you with the company more than five years, you're vested, right? So had all that good stuff. But I found myself, Alexis, like, I, I, I wanted something more, you know what I mean? I, I, I wanted, um, I wanted me, Jacoby, you know, I was, you know, it was the bank then Jacoby, you know what yeah. I mean? I couldn't be my genuine, authentic self, you know what I mean? I can remember going in meetings and I'm me and another black dude, the only people of color in the whole, in the whole meeting out of 30 people. Hold on right quick. Hey, y'all gotta get out of here. These dog, your, your girl Marley and her brother on the white. Marley almost <laughs> knocked the whole table over. Are you shaking and stuff? But it was always about court. I was drinking that Kool-Aid, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So me and Meek and Winston, and um, we wanted to move here to the Garner-Raleigh area, right? So, <clears throat> and I knew we, I knew I had, our family was growing. So I knew we had to buy a new house. And I'm like, okay, boom, boom, boom. So what I did, I said, well, let me go ahead and use my, my W-2 income. And we bought this house here that we live in now. So this was 20, uh, 2017, summer 2017. So I'm driving back and forth from Garner to Raleigh, right? I mean, from Garner to Winston. Sheesh. About three to four times a week. So I really didn't tell my manager. I did kind of tell him a little things like, hey, do you mind if I work remotely? Did it do? But, you know, I, I didn't want to say too much. So I'm, I'm in there and <clears throat> I'm in a place, Alexa, where I'm not really happy. I'm like, man, I, Man, it's got, you know, I, I wanted to produce more. I was like, man, this, I'm not feeling this, man. Then I start thinking, well, if I leave, what, what my team gonna do? It's, you know, they had me drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, Lex, in your journey, it's gonna be somebody else that's gonna reach out to you, right? That's why we need each other. So my boy, Philip Harris, shout out to my boy, Philip Harris, man. We went to school together. So he, he was in the business, but he was with Quicken for a little bit. And he, he quit. And he started Blackhawk Mortgage. And sometimes it's somebody else's faith move that makes your faith tangible. It's gonna be, it's crazy how it works. So he started Blackhawk and I had a lot, I had a lot of experience. So when he started, he would call me like all the time. Like we, we start talking a lot more. We were still boys, but we were talking every day. He would run deals, run deals by me. Like, what do you think about this? And I thought, what do you do? And then what happened was anything, any deal that the bank, that I couldn't get done at the bank, I would send it to him. Like, boom, send it to him, boom. And he even did my mortgage. When, when, when I, I, didn't, I didn't go through the bank, I went through him, went through my man. And so <clears throat> this latter 2017, early 2018, Phil was like, yo, Jacoby, man, you should come here, man. I mean, just, you should leave the bank and, and come and come work with me. And he's like, yo, I can't, I can't guarantee you anything, no base salary, no nothing, but I, I know you would kill it. I'm like, man. So I told, you know, I'm like, man, that's okay, okay. I pray about it, talk to Meek about it. Meek, I said, we already got the house, so I don't, you know, so boom. But I'm gonna say no to a base salary. I'm gonna say no to 401k. I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna, 
I'm invested in the pension, but I'm gonna say, you know, once I leave, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a wrap. But I said, I think that this move will help me grow. And I think after it's all said and done, I'm gonna do a lot more business because I know what I'm capable of doing. I just, I'm just not doing it here because sometimes in life, what I learned, it matters where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Where you planted matters because that, that's gonna that soil that you are can either help you or you may it may stunt your growth. And I was in a I was in a place in my life where professionally I I, I had I had I had out there, but I was comfortable because I, you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, had a little base and, you know, but I was really maxed out. My, my, pro, my production was, you know, it, I wasn't, I wasn't going to see any more there and it just happened at the right time. So I told my manager, right. That I was leaving. like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Black Hawk. Black, like, what? Black, Black Hawk? What's that? He kind of laughed a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Black Hawk, what? You never heard of Black Hawk. So you leaving, uh, a big corporate bank and going to work for uh, more. I didn't like what. I didn't even heard of that. I mean, I didn't even heard of it. So I left. I put my notice in and I did my two weeks and you know I left. Crazy thing about it, I knew the time. I knew this was God's timing because I left on Monday. That Friday, BBT announced a big merger with SunTrust. So now BBT and SunTrust merged, so it's now Truist. So you see Truist, you know, SunTrust big in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So you see Truist. So that merger happened. So I was like, people, my colleagues like hit me up, like, Jacoby, did you know about the merger? You left right before it happened. I was like, no, nah, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a clue. Um, it also goes to show you that while you in a spot with these big corps, they don't care about you, right? They always working on their next move anyway. So you can you can sit there. And, and bleed for them if you want to, but best believe it, they'll get you up out of there at the drop of a hat. And don't have to give you no reason. Absolutely. My dad always say, you work a job for somebody else, you die today and they will have your job posted and replaced tomorrow. So. It's the truth, it's the truth. Yeah. It's sad, like, like I remember me telling me, one of, her, one of her colleagues passed away there and they were cleaning her office the next day. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's the harsh reality of uh, working for other people. But I mean, I guess you really can't blame them, you know, because I guess if it was your business and you had obligations, you know, and things you had to get done, that you would do the same thing. So, and that's the thing. I like being, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, like it's so many. Let's see one thing we talk about. It's not, you know, you know. Now it seems like it's a, it's a, it's a wave right now. Like it's so many people doing so many things for themselves, and I love it. And I think, you know, people can feel pressured sometimes. Like I'm, you know, I'm working, I'm working for somebody. I'm not, I'm not self-employed. You know, it may feel like they're not doing it, but you know, I tell people all the time, you can't, you got to run your race, right? Mm-hmm. You got to leverage this thing because the one thing that people that I don't hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about. And what made my decision so much easier with a family is health insurance. Mm-hmm. Now, you gotta understand the way this game is played, our health insurance is tied to our employer. Yep. Right? That's one thing people don't talk about. Like we don't get free health care here. Mm-hmm. So you might have someone playing the long game at a at an employer that they may not really love or but they need that health insurance because mm-hmm. health insurance is so expensive. 
So I tell people when I left the bank, the only thing that made my decision a, a lot easier is because I'm in the military too. And my health insurance is through the military. Yeah. So I could make that jump and still have my family have the coverage they need on, on that health side. And that's, that's big being, mm -hmm. being when you're out here trying to grind and hustle and you got a family, you got to have that, that health insurance. Absolutely. Um, just to touch on what you said, you know, like it's a, it is a wave of like entrepreneurs right now. And um, I want people that are listening to know, like you said, you have to run your race. Don't make your race based on somebody else's results, right? you know, or how someone else finished or how they're running their race, because it's not the same. Um, everybody's not going to have the same level of risk that they have to take. Um, and it's nothing wrong with having side hustles. There's nothing wrong with working for someone else until you're ready because being an entrepreneur is extremely hard. Um, at times you can be broke. You can, you know, become depressed because you're dependent on yourself. You know, you don't have that corporation backing you. So again, run your race, take your time and, and do what's best for you. Don't try to just jump on the wave because you feel like that's what everybody else is doing. Exactly. But yeah, so um, as a black man being in the business that you're in, what are some of the challenges that you face? All right, so that's a good question. As you see me here, I got my beanie. My beard is flourishing. You see that? That's no Beijing either. That's, that's, that's I see that. you. I got a little chain on, a little t-shirt. And this is this is what my uh, everyday looks like. Uh, when I was with the bank, I was suited up. Suit, tie, I haven't, worn, I haven't worn a suit, a full suit with a tie and everything probably. It's been over, it's been over a year or so. Wow. I did wear a suit to my uh, sister's wedding, but it was kind of casual. <laughs> but I haven't really wore a business style suit in a, in a long time, Alexis, right? So the challenge is the code switch. That's what we as black men have to deal with. Funny story. This is no. This is this is a crazy story. I was I was on the phone at the bank when I was with the bank, talking to a client. I could tell on the phone that he was an older white guy. So we're running numbers, talking about numbers. Then he just goes off on a tangent, kind of tells him about his life and how he loved music, and I guess you could tell, you know. We're just talking. So then at the end, he asked me, Alexis, he said, Jacoby, what, what, what ethnicity is that? What, you know, what nationality is that? I said, Boy, if you'll stop, I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, this is, this is a true story. I said, I'm black, sir. Alexis, he says, oh, really? Don't sound like you have any Negro in you. This is 20. This is <laughs> oh, wait a second. Whoa. What? He said, he said, you don't, you don't sound like you have any Negro in you. So I'm like, I laugh, I kind of laughed it off. And I looked to some of my colleagues. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And um, but you know, I could tell because he he was old. He was talking about Sammy Davis Jr. going to the clubs and the music they made. And I think he 
out of touch with how we were addressed now in 2016, mm -hmm. 2017. We're not called Negroes, okay? Yeah. Maybe when you were chilling with black, you know, we were, you know, it was Negroes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I took that and, you know, that's that's the challenge that every black every black man deals with. We got we got to deal with these stereotypes because if I'm seeing like right now somebody see me and then realize that I was the one doing their loan, like oh, what? Like hold up. So <laughs> so I was talking to Phil the other day. Phil was looking at our. Uh, putting our signature lines, you know, updating our email with the signature line. And I said, yo, I don't think I want my picture up here. Mm. And she was like, well, she was like, I don't care. I'm to the point now, you don't want to, if, if you if you don't want to work with me because of how I look, I don't want to work with you either. And, but, you know, I get it. You know, I, I got other stories in corporate America, um, but the challenges now with technology, the clients, every client that I deal with, I don't, I don't see them, you know, yeah. we just, everything's over the phone, everything's through email. And um, so all they hear is my voice, you know what I mean? Um, so I haven't really experienced what I used to experience in the bank where those, you know, they surprise someone when they see me like, oh, he's black, wow. You know what I mean? Cause I put that voice on them, you know, that you know, the professional be able to be speaking numbers and know, you know, like, boom, boom, oh yeah, he's good. Honey, do you know he's black? Kobe's black. He's a Can't Negro. He's a Negro. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Look, I, I, look, I, I, I was, I was in Chick Fil A one day, uh, and I seen a colleague, and I was like, hey, she looked at me like I was like, she didn't recognize me. Oh wow! She didn't recognize me outside of the suit. Yeah. Well, uh, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a lot going on in your life. Um, with raising four kids, I don't know how you do that. That's a whole another topic for another day. Year. But raising four kids, having those two dogs, a wife. Um, everything that you're doing, you have a nephew, you have siblings, like going to see your parents all the time. How do you stay motivated to do all of this? The motivation for us, Alexis, right now, uh, me and me, we, we sat down, we wrote goals down. We're trying to get our budget straight, but our goals, our goals we use as motivation. So one of, one of the things that's motiv that motivates us to keep going is to be financially stable. Mm. It's better to pass something down to our kids where <clears throat> they don't have to start from scratch, right? And better to show them, you know, like Mika has Elle helping her with packaging orders, you know, things of that nature. Kind of putting her on game of what, how she makes money now. And, you know, sometimes I put stuff out there, I tell them about stocks, because that's, that's another thing that in, when I really got real serious messing with options and stuff like that all because of the pandemic mm -hmm. uh first of last year me and my boys we, we started messing with options and stuff like that real estate um me and me were able to get our first investment property last year so that's one of the goals we want to have a, a investment property for each of our kids by the time they get 18. 
I already got L cover. L's gonna take this one. So we gotta get three more. And that's gonna be a, another way where we teach them like this is these are the things, even if you working, even you working nine to five, you still wanna have some stuff going on your own. You know Absolutely. what I mean? You got that, you got the, you know, put these things in play. You never but know when the pandemics are gonna happen. This pandemic, hey, this pandemic has been crazy. It's crazy. It has. This pandemic, man. I saw, I saw a quote. If this pandemic didn't bring the hustle out of you, it, it's not in you. Some, something to that. Yeah, this. Yeah, if I saw that, you know what? I'm gonna touch on that right quick, and then we're gonna move uh -huh. on. But um, it's like a part of me I agree with that, and then a part of me I don't agree with it because I feel like if you if you're making it through the pandemic you know i can't even say made it because the pandemic is still going on you know whether we like to think it is or not but if you are making it if you are surviving you know then i feel like you're doing good everybody's not gonna have that hustle it even without the pandemic like everybody's not a hustler you know everybody doesn't have that in them and that doesn't make you a bad person um if you don't have that but if you're listening to this and you are surviving hey you're winning right now Amen. during this pandemic um so jacoby you've dropped a lot of gems today but um i want you to put me on game and leave me with the most important quality that someone must have to be a successful entrepreneur wow you got to be resilient and that's one thing I'm gonna take from the military. Um, just looking at my wife, man, that girl right there, she's she's resilient. Because the thing is, when, when on, on this journey that that we're on, you know, it's just so much. Like, I got a couple things I always say. I always say, don't complain about a full plate when you ask God to eat. Mm, you know I mean? come on say that one more time don't complain about a full plate when you ask god to eat yes another thing i always tell myself is the thing that i'm complaining about somebody else is praying for oh come i'm like yo Amen. so I, it, it helps me stay it helps me keep focused but it the biggest thing if i could tell anyone just from you know being like uh, how we started this conversation we got so many people family that are entrepreneurs are things on doing hustling on the side I got a lot of friends doing their thing hustling just doing it up um you got you got to be resilient yeah. you know because things you know you, you're gonna fall you're gonna fall but you got to get back up you know what i mean Absolutely. so that's that's the biggest character trait that i would say is uh just being resilient thank you I'm so proud of you. Yes. So we're not finished yet. Okay. I want to have a little bit of fun with you. I don't know if I told you, but um, I want to do some rapid fire questions, oh, some fun questions, you know. I didn't see cool this. A little surprise. Surprise. You cool with that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, give me uh, the ability like my boy Nightcrawler. I want to be able to transport. <laughs> okay. All um, right. I like that. All right. So you got to drop the kids off at different appointments. You got to go um, 
you just have a lot of jobs you have to do today and you got to do them all by 5 p.m right what's mm-hmm. the ultimate turn up get it done song oh what i've been on lately uh i like that uh i put on the jeezy remix yeah. Uh, got yeah. him, Kanye, Jay on that jump. Yeah. That thing right there. You, yeah. You in the gym? You doing some cardio? I put on. Yeah, that'll get you through. I put on. I'm about to play that after we get off this. I know, right? Okay, so use one word to describe yourself. Oh, wow. One word. Uh, caring. You very, are. I care for others. Very caring. Extremely caring. All right. Um, stocks or rental properties? Mm. Only pick one. Give me, give me, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with rental properties. And here's why. Okay. It's tangible. Okay. You, know, you can touch it. Is it? A lot easier to understand. Historically, homes appreciate year over year. So real estate, put a tenant in it, boom, charge them rent, whatever you got, is it free and clear? That's even better for cash flow. Whatever your mortgage is, subtract that. And it's, it, mm. So rental property. Smart. I mean, rental. Thank you for uh, dropping yeah, that. I'll one, one I'll take some rentals. Um. Jay Z or Kanye West? Oh wow! I go. I go with my man Jay Z though. That's okay, a, I was going. Man, Kanye. I like Kanye too, but I hope Kanye. Kanye. Whew, he's got to be resilient right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could talk to one person from your past, who would it be? One person. You mean like from my, that's no longer here? Yeah. Hmm. Wow, one person. Mm. I would love to talk to my. Uh, I really get a chance. Here, here we go. Put, put both. I can't. I can't. Choose. Just put both of my granddads in the room and, and, and give me mm. an hour. Because I really, I, I remember. I remember uh, granddaddy mm-hmm. real vaguely. Me I don't. I, I was young, so I don't remember having any type of uh, convos with. I, I couldn't even tell you one thing he told me. Yeah. Can, can you? No, I can't. Mm-mm. Yeah. And uh, my dad's dad the same way. I remember him, but I couldn't tell you one thing. I was I was so young when he passed. I couldn't tell you one thing that he told me. You know what I mean? So that would be dope to have that uh, conversation and get to really meet him as a, as a grown man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, family vacation or vacation? Hey, look. <laughs> my kids. I'm jealous huh? of y'all too, man. You said what? I'm jealous of y'all, man. Jealous of who? Man, I, I seen that. I seen. I seen what y'all got in the works. Ooh, for me. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> a vacation. I, we need one too. But this man, it's so crazy. Sometimes yeah. you, you gotta have that time to to, to get to get off with the wife. You're right, you're right. We got one, a three-year-old. He come in our room every night, like clockwork. <laughs> Crazy. 
Can't get no private time. <laughs> he said, I will be the last. Um, Let me block this. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Mm, biggest pet peeve is uh, you say you're going to do something and, and you don't, you don't do it. Mm. Just say you ain't going to do it. Um, last one. Uh -huh. <laughs> Who's the number one matchmaker of all time? Tinder. <laughs> so Tinder or Alexis? Hey, all day long, let me tell you, I owe a lot to my cousin. She she put it together, even though she tried to throw some shade on my name. I was able, but she did, you know. But I appreciate it. Alexis, you are the matchmaker. Even though I remember what you told me when I called you, though. Thank I remember you. what you told me. Can I say it up here? I don't care. Okay, you don't care? Okay. Nigga! <laughs> you don't like dark-skinned dudes? <laughs> <laughs> I remember what you told me. Oh man! Hey, you Look gotta stay resilient. You gotta stay, but you know, I took that. You know, I had my had my sights. It didn't happen right away either. Yep, she was hard to get. She was, you know. <laughs> well, this was a great conversation. Um, I know that we could probably talk for ten yeah, hours nonstop. Um, but thank you so much for putting me on game and dropping these gems. And I know that people are going to really appreciate this interview and keep doing what you're doing. Um, you are a stand-up, role model, positive Black man in 2021 and just keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud and of you. And I'm going to turn around back to you, Alexis, and say thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank I you. see you doing your thing. I want you to keep doing it, running your race, keep being patient. God is going to grant you every desire of your heart. I believe that. Thank you. Thank you. And I love you. But before you leave, I need you to tell everyone where they can find you, website, social media handles, all that good stuff. Oh, so um, BlackHawkMTG, that's our site. Um, my social Say that again media. one more time for me. Uh, black, like the color. Hawk. Like the bird, H A W K, MTG.com. And of course, that's www.blackhawkmtg.com. And um, let me give you my, uh, I'm always on, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram, but let me make sure I give my, my name correctly. The Mortgage Guy underscore one. So The Mortgage Guy underscore one. All right. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And if anybody has any mortgage questions, um, my email, w, uh, excuse me, not W, but Jacoby Carroll at blackhawkmtg.com. So any, any, any questions you have about, you know, the process, anything, just hit me up. Absolutely. Well, you have a good night. We need to go ahead and get off this call because uh, both of our dogs are about to go crazy. I'm going to hold this one over here. But Thank you. All right. Good night. All right, guys. Love you. Love and, you um, too.